What is up, Freaks? It's your boy Marty Ben here to introduce this episode of Rabbit Hole Recap. Matt and I just had a very high quality, almost two and a half hour rip. A lot going on. I'm practicing my ums and likes and uhs, trying to drop them out. Let's hope I don't have any in this ad read. Speaking of the ad read, this rip is brought to you by our good friends at the motherfucking Cash App. Cash App's helping you send sets, receive sets, buy sets, stack sets, excuse me. And sell sats if you so please. We're saying sats, 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 because sats are the standard. It's 100 million sats and one whole Bitcoin. You don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You don't have to buy a fraction of a Bitcoin. You can stack whole sats. Instead, Cash App makes it very easy. You can stack sats daily, weekly, bi-weekly, set it and forget it, automatically DCA into sats via the Cash App. They have their boost program as well, which allows you to spend money wherever Visa is accepted using their boost card that's connected to your cash app and they also have their boost program which allows you to get cash back or sometimes sats back at partner merchants the five percent restaurant cash back or excuse me sats back boost has been very popular in the bent household over the last three weeks it was available for like two weeks it hasn't been available the last few days on top of that cash app can be your bank account it's offering account numbers rallying numbers you can get your paychecks direct deposited into the app check all this out if you haven't done so already Download the app. If you haven't done so, use the code StackingSats. That's S-T-A-C-K-I-N-G-S-A-T-S. You're going to get $10, and $10 is going to go to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. That's Owls Lacrosse. Owls Lacrosse. This was also brought to you by our very good friends at Unchained Capital. Again, we talked a lot about custody, securing your coins, getting them off exchanges, and making sure that you actually have control of your private keys. Unchained Capital offers an incredible product that allows you to do that, but also have Unchained there uh, to give you a little peace of mind. It's their Vault product, and it is a collaborative cl- custody, custody, collaborative custody model in which you, there's a two or three multi-sig. You hold two keys. Unchained holds the third key. You can always move your UTXOs out of this multi-sig wallet by yourself. Unchained is there, though, if you ever need that second into two or three uh, multi-sig wallet to move UTXs. They're there for you. Uh, they want to create this collaborative custody model to make sure that Bitcoiners are securing their Bitcoins in the best way possible. Unchained has a special offer for your freaks too. They're going to do a white glove concierge service. They're going to take you from zero. You may not know anything. You may have all your sats on an exchange and you're you're just that complacent coiner. I was that complacent coiner at one point in my life too. And you know what? I fall back on that complacency. Sometimes I leave Sats on exchange for a little too long before before moving them to cold storage. But whenever you do move them to cold storage, you, you feel better. You feel stronger. And Unchained is here to help you get to that point. Again, they got their white glove concierge service. That's going to take you from zero to uh, having a multi-sig vault set up with them with a 1,000 cuck bucks worth of sats into it. The way it works, you're going to have multiple video calls. You're going to get you comfortable with multi-sig. They're going to get you comfortable with their vault product specifically they're going to explain the collaborative custody model in which you hold two keys but unchained has one they can see how much bitcoin you have uh in the wallet they know some personal information however you always have full control over your bitcoin in that multi-sig they're going to get you comfortable with hardware wallets setting up private public key pairs securing your seed phrase uh and then getting those hardware wallets they're going to send you hardware wallets straight from the manufacturer so that you can set up this multi-sig they're going to walk you through everything they're going to get you comfortable and they're going to get you using Bitcoin multi-sig and set up on their Vault pl- uh, platform. Excuse me. 
So once you set up with Unchain, you can easily access other services, including buying and selling Bitcoin, Bitcoin retirement accounts, and Bitcoin-backed loans. You can begin the concierge onboarding process on their site at unchained-capital.com slash concierge. That's unchained-capital.com slash concierge. You're going to get $50 off with the promo code TFTC. Tell them TFTC sent you. If you're not quite ready to, uh, to set up a custodial uh, collaborative custody model, excuse me, they're offering free one-to-one consultations to help you learn more about what to offer. If you, you don't want to spend any money, you don't want to jump in the deep end right away. They have these free one-on-one consultations, so you can go check those out. This rip was also brought to you by our good friends at Hoddle Hoddle. Hoddle Hoddle is here to provide a lending platform for you freaks anywhere in the world. This is a one of the rare Hoddle Hoddle products that's available to U.S. citizens. It is their lending platform, lend.hoddlehoddle.com. And basically what it allows you to do is to get liquidity, stablecoin liquidity for your Bitcoin. You put your Bitcoin up as collateral in a two or three multi-sig escrow account. Again, leveraging Bitcoin's native properties in its multi-sig properties. Hoddle Hoddle taking advantage of that as well. And the way they do it, this is a different two or three multi-sig scheme. You hold one key, the counterparty in your trade holds the other, another key, excuse me, and Hoddle Hoddle holds the third key. You don't have the same control over your Bitcoin that you do with the Unchained Vault product. However, since you hold one key in that two or three multi-sig setup, you always have visibility into the wallet so that you can ensure that your collateral is not being rehypothecated. You know that it is where Hoddle Hoddle, the, the Hoddle Hoddle Lend platform, excuse me, says it is, and you're going to get your sats back at the end of the day if you're paying your loan back plus interest. Speaking of loan back plus interest, if you want to be part of that interest part and you have stable coins laying around, you want to get some yield on those, you can put those up for offer on this lending pl- platform. You put your stable coins on, up. Uh, Bitcoin are looking for liquidity, puts their Bitcoin up as collateral. You give them the stable coins and they pay you back uh, your full principal plus some interest on top of that. So go check all this out at lend.hodlhodl.com dot com l-e-n-d dot h-o-d-l h-o-d-l dot com again available to u.s citizens no kyc no aml uh, you're just meeting with counterparts on the hodl hodl platform leveraging bitcoin's native properties to create financial services lend dot hodl hodl dot com last but not least this rip was brought to you by our good friends at brains 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 os plus is what we're shilling today the firmware but before we shill it we got to let you know that slush pool had an update uh, a few weeks ago, you probably heard it if you've been listening to the show for the last few weeks. But however, if you haven't caught the show and you're using Slushbowl, think about using Slushbowl. It has had a recent update, which includes ultra-flexible payouts that can be either time-based or threshold-based, mining reward splitting for automatically distributing rewards to multiple wallets, and of course, dark theme. All right, now to the juicy stuff. Brains OS Plus firmware has been updated. It includes full support for the AmpMiner S17e and T17e as well as some significant improvements to the auto-tuning for all X17 devices. And it's available now on brains.com slash OS slash plus important PSA. Brains is spelled with two I's. B-R-A-I-I-N-S dot com slash OS slash plush. Another, not slash plush, slash, slash plus. Brains OS Plus is compatible with any mining pool, so you don't need to mine with slush pool. This is important. A lot of people think if you're running the Brains OS Plus firmware, that you need to point your hash rate at slush pool. This is not necessary. You can point it at any pool you want. However, if you do point it at slush pool with Brains OS Plus firmware running, you are going to get 0% pool fees. That's the big there. If you do want to point your hash at slush pool, you're going to get 0% pool fees. 
will note, personal note, have noticed slush pools had very uh, very nice pool luck in, in recent weeks. Uh, very, mine a lot of blocks. Since Network has traded at one-year lows, I wanted to say something there. I decided against it. Uh, since Network is at one-year lows due to the China crackdown, that may change. Well, we're off lows, and we may go even further off lows. There's going to be a difficulty adjustment at some point overnight. However, it's still well below all-time highs. And if you want to juice up your, your ASICs with firmware to get more sats for your hash, Brains OS Plus firmware is here for you. For those of you who don't know how it works, it mostly comes down to the silicon and the hashing chips. There are small variations in the silicon quality for every chip in an ASIC. Typically, stock firmwares that come with machines treat the entire device as a uniform unit, sending the same frequencies and voltages through the hash boards. Brains OS Plus boosts performance by experimenting with different frequencies and voltages on each individual chip. To learn which chips are higher quality than others, then it calibrates to send more work to the higher quality chips and less work to the lower quality ones. The end result of this per-chip tuning is more hash and thus more sats per watt of power consumed. Brains OS Plus firmware currently supports the Antminer S9, S9i, S9j, as well as the S17, S17 Plus, S17 Pro, T17, T17 Plus, and the ones just added, the S17e and T17e. They keep saying next up are what the what's miners with the with uh, the S19s from Bitmain as well. Just a light whip. Come on, stay tuned, TM, for more updates on the firmware and slush pool and check out insights. That's i n s i g h t s dot brains b r a i i n s dot com for content, stats, charts, and mining profitability tools to stay on top of everything happening in the mining industry. Enjoy this rip, too. It was a good one. Slow news week. Great rip. Always love those. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Probably should be. Probably should be. We are recording, freaks. What is up, freaks, that are listening via the podcast apps? We're not live. What is up, freaks? On the internet yet. And now we are waiting, 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 waiting. We're still recording. We're not live yet. We got uh, some filler, Matt. We need some filler. What are we doing? Now we're now we're live. Now we're live. What is up, freaks? <laughs> On the live stream. Welcome back. I didn't have anything. <laughs> Matt had no filler. No, no filler. filler this week. Uh, you freaks will be nice. Uh, excuse me, excited to find that, that Matt and I are drinking the same drink today. I have a little cor- coronitas, coronitas, coronitas. Just, isn't it just Corona? Yeah, but it's like a seven ounce guy. Oh, I like the little ones. Makes me look like Andre the Giant. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a week. You got the fresh cut. Week two of the fresh cut. I have a haircut scheduled for tomorrow at 1130 a.m. Not that anybody need to know that, but I'm looking... <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I, I desperately need a haircut. I'm I'm bad with the haircut schedules. I usually wait like six months. I'm like, all right, it's time. Yeah, I just get lazy about it, to be honest. 
Same. It feels so good once you do it, but I just get really lazy about it. Yeah, every time I do it, I'm like, I'm going to do this once a month from here on out. And six months later, it's like, you know, it's time to get a haircut. Uh, and so tomorrow at about 12.15 Eastern, I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to get a haircut uh, a month from now. And that haircut probably won't come to fruition. <laughs> Matt, you're just describing how you feel like the, the atmosphere on Twitter is reminiscent of April 2020. Things are getting catty out there. It's just all so divisive. There's so much fighting. Yeah. It's exhausting. I know. I just want to tune out. But then at the same time, we have a weekly news show that we've been running for <laughs> almost three years now. So am I kind of locked in? Dude, what is it? August 12th. Next week may be our three-year anniversary the week after. We started at the end of August, early September, didn't we? We're, we're usually horrible about anniversaries, so usually a freak reminds us through a, a shout-out. If any freaks uh, remember uh, the day, I'm sure we could fi find this out pretty trivially by going to a podcast app, but uh, it is uh, coming up on our three-year anniversary. It's hard to believe. These years fly by, man. Time flies when you're having fun. You're memeing. Cheers, brother. Cheers, freaks. Cheers to you guys. We're just here memeing a new global reserve currency into existence. We're doing this together. We couldn't do it without you freaks. So thank you for showing up. And speaking of showing up, how do we start this show? We started with Clark's dashboard, which is currently telling me that the price of Bitcoin is $44,470. One cuck buck is going to get you 2,249 sats. The current market cap of Bitcoin is $835.3 billion. So it seems like we've broken out of that consolidation. We, we, we touched 46 earlier this week. We're, we're out of that 30,000 to 40,000 dollar price range we don't do no predictions from matt no predictions 200k by uh by conference day bit block boom and by bit block boom yeah <laughs> we're only 31 and a half percent off the all-time high which according to clark's dashboard is 64,840. um gold fell this week so we haven't mentioned this stat in a while but one bitcoin will be 25.3 <laughs> ounces of gold and the bitcoin versus gold market cap is at 7.29 percent which is pretty high uh, speaking of high, we're at the highest block height of all time. All-time high block height right here at 695,460, nice and even. 89.45% of every Bitcoin that has been will ever be distributed to the network, excuse me, has been distributed to the network. And guess what, Matt? You're going to be happy. Hash rate has joined the network. We're 60 blocks away from the next retarget, which is scheduled to be uh, at some point early in the morning, East Coast time tomorrow. Uh, August 13th, 2021, uh, and we're expected to have a 7.4% upward adjustment. And that is because pretty safe, pretty safe to uh, assume at this point that we were the worst case scenario of a state attack from China is completely out the window, out the window, completely out the window. I think so. Yeah. All right. You heard it here first from Matt Odell. I'm not, I'm not gonna. Uh... <laughs> Another horrible prediction. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it, but, but yeah, this is exactly what you'd want to see, right? Yeah. This would be. And you're seeing it on the ground, right? I'm hearing all these reports on the okay. ground that there's a lot of hash being plugged in in America. We plugged in about 30 shit more than that. Uh, about 40 petahash this week alone at great American mining. Um, Three containers went live in North Dakota. Uh, teased that a little bit on our Twitter page. We're actually, I was telling you, Matt, before, I can't get into too many specifics now, but it's a really great story um, with this particular producer that we're, we're helping mitigate flare. Uh, makes, me, makes me proud to be part of the Great American Mining Team. Uh, we helped a producer need 
and we're we're able to mine Bitcoin profitably while helping the environment, um, or be more better stewards of the environment, reduce energy waste, be more energy efficient. Um, I just I think it's hilarious that like what gold dropped like five percent on Sunday. Yeah. And like Bitcoin Twitter just like completely stopped what they were doing and they just started shitting on gold. <laughs> like, okay, guys. Hey, hey, Bitcoin Twitter. Just be nice to the gold bugs. We want them. <laughs> Philosophically, we're aligned probably like 90%. Nah, fuck like, the gold bugs. Yeah. Okay. Gold's a shit coin. Okay. Breaking news. Uh, Michael Karras, the Bitcoin rabbi, is tweeting about us. Breaking news. Adele and Marty Bent pay for haircuts, so we're short Bitcoin. It's true. Yeah. How do you know I was going to pay for my haircut? I, I, was I mean, get... you said you had an appointment. Yeah, well, my cousin down the block, he's got <laughs> he's, uh, he's going to hack me up. Um, currently, Mark's, Mark's, not Mark's, um, Clark's dashboard, there are 2,299 transactions in his mempool. Uh, <laughs> the mempools are basically empty. Send your one sat per byte transactions freaks. But I mean, hash is going up so fast. So yes, that's a good point. It was more worrisome when hash was going down and the mempools, the mempools were still empty, but still. Which is like a, an interesting theory that was brought up during that period, uh, post migration news. A theory that was floated, but I, I haven't seen being talked about much since I first saw it was maybe Chinese miners, Chinese mining pools were spoofing transactions to increase. Yeah. Um, it's something I believe they were also, I think they were strategically pulling hash. Remember yeah. those, all those big hash pulls that were happening. Yeah. I would like to see if there's any, uh, research that could be, uh, I think we were being uh, fucked with and now we're all Catan and I'm never going to pay over one separate bite ever again. <laughs> uh, never say never. I think we've, we've learned that lesson here. So it's time for a Bieber quote. <laughs> is that a Bieber quote? I uh, think it's his song, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't listened to much Bieber recently. I heard he's on a, a nice virtuous path though these days. I'm happy to see it. He's happily married, uh, trying to be a good man. I like to see that, Justin. Uh, Samurai Whirlpool, unspent capacity above 4K at 4,029.93 Bitcoin. That's 179.2 million cuck bucks worth of liquidity. Um, so that's approaching 200 million cuck bucks pretty quickly. Blue past 3,000. I feel like we were only there for four or five episodes. Yeah. Number go up. Number go way up. Um, bum, 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 bum. Flame wars still going on. Saw some more flame wars this week. Did not participate. Yeah, I'm, I noticed that too. I'm very proud of you. That's. <laughs> I'm exhausted. That they're exhausting. Again, I will just reiterate this for everybody engaged in the flame wars. It just makes everybody um, confused and maybe unspent capacity. Whirlpool wouldn't would say otherwise but uh it, it turns people away they don't they don't want to use either um but hey no matter what i say the flame wars are going to continue no matter what i say where should we start matthew infrastructure bill Janet. i guess yeah infrastructure bill seems to be that was the news of the week right it was the news everyone called their senators supposedly but uh didn't do shit. Didn't do shit. All right, let's get into it. Heavy topic. Uh, so we had Senator Shelby from Alabama, who's on his way out, going to retire at the end of his term. 
he's got a replacement behind him and he basically cucked the whole amendment i, I don't even know what i think it was the lummis warner there was just no voting on any amendments whether bitcoin related or otherwise period because yes, shelby was pissed that there wasn't 50 billion dollars uh in in military spending that he wanted included in an amendment that he pushed for well, supposedly but also his largest donors are our banks Citibank, um and others and so let's get into this i mean let's get into it marty we touched on it briefly last week but like janet yellen the treasury like that's like the treasury is the one who wrote the language many are saying uh for the particular provision uh, that that is going to uh affect bitcoin and the overall cryptocurrency uh, landscape which is highlighted an interesting debate that i think should be dragged out into the public and into the mainstream media though it probably never will be like what the hell is the treasury doing writing language or suggesting language for a bill that's supposed to be voted on by members of congress in the senate and the treasury is unelected and should have no say or influence on the wording of, of this particular provision or any bill for that matter what does that say do we live in is this don't do it marty are we free <laughs> do, we... do we have a representative democracy is a representative is, democracy even is this a free country are we even in a free country <laughs> i mean no. there's a spectrum there's a lot of worse countries to be in yeah there are but they're just all corrupt the whole thing is just super corrupt and you know the industry players in 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 the bitcoin and i guess the wider crypto industry i just don't you know well that's i, I guess i think people kind of expected that they would embrace the corruption more um but what do you mean, uh, do you mean? like lobby harder with money <clears throat> It's just like all the politicians are just getting paid off one way or the other, right? And what happened to the meme, like, we're going to buy our politicians? We have like three, we have three, you know, great senators and representatives, Congress people, but they're like not bought off. They're just ideological, which is great. Like yeah. It's good to have ideological supporters. It certainly is. <clears throat> but yeah. It was 2,700 pages of corruption. They didn't even vote on any amendments. So that's that's they, they barely read it and they still had some changes and they didn't even, they didn't even vote on them. Well, that's again, I, before we hit record, I, I, we talked about this. Like I was a little, I don't want to say angry at myself, but I felt annoyed that I had to cover the infrastructure bill in the bench, like, like three to five times over the last 10 issues, which is something I try to avoid not to be repetitive on a particular topic in a short amount of time. But it's just like it, it kept unraveling and I kept thinking about it and especially thinking about it in the context of the reaction from the, like Bitcoiners and Bitcoin lobbyists in DC. Like, why are we like it's the whole infrastructure bill outside of the like with the Bitcoin provision included it was just complete bullshit. Like, why are we even and like from right from the beginning, it, it was like, oh, this is like the best we're going to get, you know, it's not even. And I've been, I've been on Twitter, I've been trying to 
I think like a really good analogy is, is gun ownership in America. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the NRA, whether you love them or hate them, they have a hard line, right? They have a super hard line. They're like, we're not going to negotiate. These are certain things that we're we're just not going to negotiate. Um, specifically a national registry of firearms and of gun owners, uh, lists of gun owners. Um, but meanwhile, in the wider crypto industry specifically, but also permeating through the Bitcoin industry, there's like this insidious thought that, oh, we can just appease the regulators and our bottom lines will go up and the price will go up and our revenues will go up. And it's just hollowing out everything that I think Bitcoin stands for it's yep. you know there there should at at some point you know you have to draw the line you have to be like no yeah I'm not gonna wrestle with pigs I don't want to get dirty I don't want to get like all this shit on me like, it's just wrestling with pigs and like the the amount of, and, and I pre I want to say I mean I had a tw- Twitter thread and basically called there was a lot of condescension from the lawyers on Capitol Hill that were like going to protect and lobby on behalf of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency toward individuals like the plebs, if you will, saying like, just scrap it. Like, don't even like play this game. Like, it's stupid to negotiate with these people. They're corrupt and they're not even writing these laws. It's written by lobbyists. Like, don't play that game. And like, and like the condescension, the condescension coming from uh, like the Coin Center team, particularly, it was like, are you kidding me? Like. It was like, oh, you guys don't even know. You don't even know. It's like, no, we do know. This whole game is fucking corrupt. Like, don't play it. And that's, and part of that thread, the the, the back half of that thread, and again, so it's like a difference of what many Bitcoiners think is the the best strategy to attempt to get, quote unquote, regulators or state entities on our side. And I don't think- Regulatory clarity. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get that by trying to push things through the House and, and the Senate. I think- Again, I've been saying this, beating this drum pretty hard for the last year. Focus on states. Focus on getting states uh, to get skin in the Bitcoin game, particularly via putting Bitcoin on their state treasuries or getting skin in the game by investing in mining infrastructure and using their natural resources to, to produce revenues denominated in Bitcoin that can be rolled into something like a permanent fund. Like I think, me personally, I think that's, a better and more it's a it's a strategy that has a higher likelihood of being successful in getting these types of people uh on bitcoin side well look i'm fine with a lot of different strategies happening even if i had no intention of calling you know senator schumer uh to voice my support for a proper bitcoin regulation i mean they're requiring papers to go eat dinner. Uh, I don't. I don't think they're going to have sane policies in terms of Bitcoin. Um, but at the same time, um, I respect the fact that there's a lot of different Bitcoiners working on different strategies for how they think you know can best help. And there was a lot of friendly fire that was happening in general on both sides, um, which you just kind of hate to see, especially yeah, as we're getting wanna, stamped on. I want to make it clear, like I, that I'm not. I'm not saying that anybody's efforts are like foolish or anything like that. I, I just think like the condescending tone towards people are saying, maybe this isn't the best strategy was a little off putting. Um, yeah, I mean, strictly speaking, I think the best strategy is taking sovereignty over your Bitcoin usage. 
Yes. And using it with privacy best practices and running your own node and using your own node and avoiding KYC as much as possible. Um, I think that's practical. I think that that has practical change instead of expecting our corrupt political system to uh, like, this is not new. They, they pass horrible regulations on all sorts of industries and things. We just have a front row seat for this because we're Bitcoiners. Well, in this whole ordeal, I think I might've said it last week, but I'm not afraid to repeat it now. Just having flashbacks to what radicalized me as a 17 year old was sitting in my elective economics class as a senior in high school and reading through the TARP bill. It's like the exact same type of, not the exact same type of situation, but a very similar situation in which you have this omnibus bill that is marketed by DC as something that is completely essential to getting passed for the survival of the American economy and TARP it was to save the banks and buy those toxic assets and with this infrastructure bill is to save the economy uh, to get jobs out there and to, to help begin greening our economy which is another thing I mean we read some of the provisions in the bill last week like they, they're doing studies to begin uh, figuring out ways on how to tax people per mile driven on the road, which is insane. They literally want to tax your movement um, in cars that you own. So it's all fucked at, the, at that level. Like Again, lobbyists are writing this. There's no, they don't even like pretend like they actually care about the American people or, or doing things in their benefit. They think, like, again, like we said last week, there's no possible way they could have read those 2,700 pages in the time allotted. How many of them do you think have sent a Bitcoin transaction? Zero. I mean, whoa. I mean, this is... uh, They haven't even tried buying Bitcoin on Robinhood. They're not even... They haven't even tried custodial cuck Bitcoin. Yeah, they haven't even read, like, a shitcoin wave yet. They're they're not even trying to tell you that Cardano is better than Bitcoin yet. That's like They're not even at that level. (laughs) at basic level and highlights another point is like <laughs> Ted Cruz, the only one speaking sense throughout this whole thing as it pertains to the the provision on on cryptocurrency. He, he said exactly what you said. There's probably less than five people who actually understand. Even admitted, he's like, I don't even understand it. Right? He's like, I don't want it. We shouldn't be regulating something we don't even understand. I don't understand it. Who else understands it here? Yeah. I think the the whole ordeal highlights what you just mentioned is what's going to be more effective calling your senator and begging them to get the lobbyists that wrote the provision to change it or plugging in a node running a node using a node acquiring sats putting them in a wallet you control trying to get them via avenues that don't kyc aml data collect on you and if you want to do the politics thing once again we should take a Take a take part of the NRA playbook. It should all be constitutional, you know. First and Fourth Amendment. Those those are our amendments. The the gun the gun owners have the Second Amendment. We have the First and the Fourth. Yes, yes. And and that's where the fight should be. If if you want to do it politically, in my opinion, just a guy's opinion. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, it the whole thing kind of just. It was all framed as like make or break. And then it broke. 
and and then Bitcoin's still ticking along. All these things aren't supposed to go into effect until 2023, um, if that, right? And I mean, this is, I, I expected much worse than this, much sooner than this, but the expectation has been here the whole time. Like the, the governments are not just going to sit by and let, you know, freedom money erode their power without some sort of fight. Um, and that's what we need to be prepared for. Completely agreed. And I know you don't like when I get bombastic like this, but the time for civil disobedience is nigh. Like if this stuff goes live in 2023, I don't want to speak on behalf of the great American mining my coworkers go founders. It's not it's horrible for miners. Yeah, right? exactly. But like, fuck you. I'm not unplugging this shit. Like we're we're helping reduce methane emissions and we're paying our taxes. Like get the fuck out of here. It's literally logistically impossible. Literally. To KYC or hand out 1099s to people transacting in a block that you might and then you get into like the nuance of it. Like, all right, how does this work? Uh is it only a block that literally one of the miners that I own in the containers that finds the hash that enables them to build a block uh, or enables slush pool to build a block and uh, broadcast it to the network. Is that the only time I, I have to share this information and hand out 1099s? Is the, the onus on these mining pools, most of which are domiciled outside of the US? Like, how does it, it's not even enforceable. It's like Elaine Hughes uh, adage, like these regulations are too dumb to enforce. Like, so you're just young, like, it's impossible to abide by them. And at that point you have the decision, all right, if you can't do it, do you just unplug and go somewhere else? Or you just say, fuck you, this is just completely dumb. I'm going to keep doing this because I know it's right. I know it's virtuous. I know it's just, I'm not doing anything illegal. You made it illegal and you don't even understand what it is. Like, fuck you. Like you're fucking six, 80 years old and you're trying to <laughs> regulate a 12 year old technology. That is the most groundbreaking technology that humanity possibly has ever come into contact with. And you're going to try and kill it in the womb here in the United States of America where we're supposed to be fucking free. Fuck you. No, I'm not unplugging shit. Cheers to that. Did it, did the actual bill actually get passed yet? No, I don't even think it gets like, <laughs> that's the other thing. Like, is it all just like, are we getting played? We're getting played by the puppets and the masters behind them. That was, that was the interesting thing, like the, the fucking price rallied, like immediately after it became apparent that the amendment wasn't getting fixed or the none amendments were going through and the original provision was going through as written. I think, what do you think that was? Do you think that was market seeing the pushback from the industry and the amount of innovation? I think sellers were exhausted because yeah. anyone who was a bear got extra bearish because of the infrastructure bill <laughs> and traders took advantage of that. And push the price up. Well, short like squeeze. Yeah, it's like classic, classic Bitcoin. Classic. And there's also probably like a bunch of cucks who are like, oh, regulatory clarity. There's like people who think it's a good thing. Um, 
that own Bitcoin. So sometimes people are very short sighted. I would I would say. And speaking of bills, staying on this, uh, Buyer, what's his fucking name from the House of Representatives, Virginia, Dem- Democrat from Virginia, Democratic representative from Virginia has proposed a bill digital asset securities under the federal securities law. I'm trying to read, trying to read bills right now. Um, it's just worse than uh, worse than release notes, but essentially, uh, what would this bill do specifically again? So the big, the big thing coin joins, coin joins out the window. No, no. So first of all, the big thing is for the shit coiners. um, They go after stable coins in the bill. Yes, they're going to have to. So stable coins that are not approved by the treasury, I think it's the treasury, aren't allowed. And it also sets the groundwork for being able for the central bank to issue their own uh, CBDCB. but then on the Bitcoin side, there's a provision in there for KYC regulated exchanges to track people that are using money mules. They call it money mules. This is their terminology. Also, a beautiful part of the bill is all of these definitions are defined by the Treasury Department. Money mules, um, which I assume is like a professional money launderer, or like that's what it's meant to be. If you look it up on like Wikipedia, that's what it says. Um, users of an anonymity services um which to me reads more like mixing services custodial mixing services which have been a major target to begin with um coinjoin isn't a service coinjoin is a, a bitcoin send transaction with with uh, privacy best practices but i'm not saying the treasury department isn't going to say that coinjoin <laughs> falls under there they can say whatever the fuck they want and then the third thing was, I, what do they call it? An anonymity enhanced virtual currencies, which they mean like privacy coins, That's primarily Monero. In this section, the term virtual currency anonymizing service, money mule, an anonymity enhanced convertible virtual currency. Right. And those definitions are set by the Treasury Department. Um, and I guess if a regulated service sees that you're using any of those three, they're supposed to track you, record you, share your shit, and deny you future service in this proposed bill, which is not being voted on or anything yet. It's just a proposed bill. But this is what we should expect. I mean, this is just going to happen more and more. And what's uh, the, the expectation I have is that ultimately, basically, private Bitcoin ownership and usage will be de facto criminalized. And that's always been the fear. Uh, it's always been the assumption, though, right? But like, what's the other, what's the alternative? You're just gonna you're gonna just sit there with like your cuck version of Bitcoin. Like that's a ridiculous. I I don't I don't understand I don't understand the Bitcoiners that are just cool with that. And like, like I guess you're like technically holding your keys. Name names. Like, Who are these people? You don't have to name names. I don't want to put you on the spot. There's a lot of Bitcoiners that feel that way. They know who they are. It's infuriating, number one. But it should be expected. Don't get triggered. I'm going to take a Matt Odell added here. Just don't get triggered. If you get triggered, you're weak. I'm not going to be weak here. 
But see, like, this is a perfect example. Like, there's a lot of anger at Coin Center over this last week about getting, you know, caught off guard with the infrastructure bill. But, like, there's no doubt in my mind that they're reading this Bayer bill right now and they're just mounting a full-on defense against it. Agreed. And, like, it might be futile because our system is completely corrupt, but I have no doubt they're going to try. And I'm glad they're, they're trying. I am, too. I, but I also have no expectations of them being successful, um, at least long term. Long term, this is all just, you know, buying us time, delaying the inevitable. Yes. It shouldn't be condescending. That was really off-putting. Agreed. But we're at a juncture, freaks. What are we going to do? Are we going to stand up and fight? Like, plug in your nodes. Get your UTXOs into your possession. Use these services. Use Bitcoin the way it was meant to be used. And we need to start being civilly disobedient. Like, the the time calls for it. Uh, Said it in a tweet yesterday. rebellion to tyranny is obedience to god and i know everybody who hates god out there was like oh god doesn't exist but it's like it's, it's obedience to what is virtuous like we, we, we rebelling against a tyrannical system which we could argue <laughs> the whole global government landscape run by the un the gag7 whatever it is now and the think tanks like the world economic forum is objectively abjectively according tyrannical. to his partner company what partner company? Uh, World oh, Economic Coindesk Forum. partner. Yes, <laughs> and Coin Center is it Coin Center having them at the dinner? Like, I don't think so. Are they having the WEF there? I don't know. I hope not. But honestly, like these systems are tyrannical. <laughs> they, the last year and a half hasn't proven that to you. Like, you need to wake the fuck up and understand. And they're getting to the point where they want to completely cock Bitcoin. Uh, and force you into the central bank digital cuckbuck that they want you to use, where they'll have complete control. And they'll be able to see every transaction you, you make. They'll be able to stop you from making transactions. They'll be able to airdrop money into your account. They'll be able to take money out of your account. They'll be able to prevent you from spending in certain places. They'll be able to say you can only spend here. Uh, this is what they want for you. And they are beginning to launch their attack on Bitcoin. It began... I would say many years ago, it's, uh, I, I went through it earlier this week. I wrote something in June of 2019 on FATF and the guidelines that they started writing for virtual asset service providers. I, I think that's when the war started, when they started the, making guidelines for this stuff. The first shot to me was the bit license. That is, that's good. You can go back to 2014. The bit license was like 2014, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And... They're trying to do bit license at the national scale now. Like, at what point do we stand up and just say fuck this tyranny? Like that—that's all it takes. It's like these these like we need to embolden more individuals out there who believe in Bitcoin, the freedom enabling properties that it provides individuals in the world at large to stand up and say no, this is right, this is virtuous, this makes humanity better off, and you will not ruin it for the rest of us. You old, out of touch, corrupt puppets get the fuck out of the way get out of the fucking way you go die please i'm not saying be murdered be killed just die just go lay in your bed close your eyes 
been a good life. Leave us the fuck alone. There have been a large number of potential malicious Bitcoin nodes graphing the network since July 21st. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you have anything to add to the end of that? No, no, not, no. No. Okay. All right. I'm sorry for another goat die rant, but that's how I feel. Like, just leave us the fuck alone, you guys. Term limits or something. Your career needs to die. Maybe that's the more palatable thing to say. Yeah, and like maybe like be less corrupt. <laughs> Please, yeah, try. Could you try to be less corrupt? Is it possible? Um, I don't. I don't think so at this point. The only way out is civil disobedience and taking what is ours. Ex yeah, I mean that was never actually going to happen. Yeah, asserting our rights and like it's, it's not waiting for permission. Hey, please, sir, can I send a peer-to-peer -peer transaction to Matthew? Can you, can you let me do that without having to send him a 1099? Please, sir, please. No, just do it. The P2P network enables it. Tell them to fuck off. Just keep hashing, keep sending transactions, keep coin joining. That's the only way out of this. The only way out of the COVID restrictions and lockdowns, too, is to disobey there. We're not going to get into that, though, because it triggers too many people, many pussies. Um, there's been a paper out by Matthias Grundman and Max Baumstark that uh, basically highlights the fact that July of this year, basically last month, uh, there was a spam of IP addresses that did not belong to actual Bitcoin peers. I'm just going to read the abstract. They found that the behavior of the spamming peers can be used to determine the number of neighbors of public peers and to find civil peers. Uh, in parentheses, peers that have multiple addresses. They evaluated the method by running an anal analysis based on data collected in their monitor nodes and compare that data to the ground truth based on a few peers that they run themselves. The node degree of public peers is found with high precision and civil peers are correctly classified with high, very high precision and high recall if the spamming peers in the monitor are connected to all civil addresses. Um, Basically, it seems like there's a bunch of nodes that are just spamming the network to figure out where all the other nodes are located exactly typically if they're running on ClearNet without tor yeah so they call this like a graphing attack where they're trying to graph the topology of the node network uh specifically so is it good or bad it's i mean first of all we should expect attacks i know but, but it's an attack is what it is but i think there's a silver lining here it's good in the fact that we're recognizing it, right? We're able to, a month after? You're no, it's been happening for a while now. Has it? Yeah, when I I read it last week. I skimmed through it last week. An unknown party distributed a huge amount of spam IP addresses in the Bitcoin P2P network during July of 2021. So it was last month. No, it definitely has been happening already for a while. Okay. Um, I don't feel like looking it up right now. Because um, there was, there was, uh, there was a post on the Bitcoin mailing list uh, along this similar vein a couple months ago, I believe. Um, I know there's like a researcher from uh, uh, Visa Crypto who noticed something similar a couple months ago as well. Okay. But this is one of the reasons, you know, why you should be using Tor when you run your node and you should be using it on onion only. Which is fortunately what most of these, you know, node in the box implementations are doing. Anyway, they're defaulting to Tor. Um, 
of course, then like, I'm sure there's malicious entities mapping out all tour nodes. Well, uh, they still know you're running tour and the Bitcoin traffic running through tour is probably, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, uh, a network specialist, but I imagine you can see some trends, especially for 24 seven nodes to kind of determine that they, that they're running Bitcoin because there's so much data. Mm -hmm. but, Does Lightning uh, network so it's help not here? foolproof. What? Does Lightning network help here? By incentivizing people to run exit nodes. So it's less CIA. Not really. No. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, The number one defense we have is is uh, we don't want it to be illegal in, in most places of the world to run a Bitcoin node, right? Because especially as the chain gets larger, as as usage is higher and mempools presumably fill, I don't even know if that'll happen anymore. Uh, it's it's going to use a lot of data. Now, what does help in the short term if you're in like a malicious area is something like Blockstream Satellite. Oh, yeah. Where that's passive, you're not actually pulling down any data. Um, and then for broadcast, you could use Tor. Um, and, and that if you do that right, it's, you know, it's pretty undetectable. But uh, yeah, I mean, we have to operate under the assumption that that there are people mapping ClearNet nodes specifically, I think. Yeah, they're trying to. I mean, um... I'm going to the paper now to see how far. True, this and we do have I2P support now too. So Tor isn't your only option. Although there aren't that many I2P nodes, but you got to start somewhere. So go do that, run an I2P node. Do that. Yeah, this particular attack only happened last month. Like not only last month, but like three weeks ago, July 22nd. I'm not seeing anything about past attacks. As I'm reading this. I only read the abstract and the conclusion, like a true researcher. Uh, <laughs> before we're doing it live, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's only a five-page paper. I don't know. I'd like someone smarter than us to to uh, hopefully cover this in the future. And if they do, then we will we will bring it back up. I feel like we need Gleb to explain this to us. I think Gleb would have, uh, or Matt Corrala would have some good insight into this. We have, uh, speaking of I2P, this makes me think of I2P because he was a big advocate of it. I'm just going to skip to this story. Um, Compass Mining has provided an $80,000 grant to John Attack. Shout out to Compass Mining. Disclaimer, sponsor of the uh, the pod and the newsletter. Uh, but this is great to see. Their Compass has come hot on the scene and they're already here contributing to Bitcoin Core development. And this is a $80,000 donation they're doing through the Human Rights Foundation, another friend of the pod. So good people teaming up to give good people. Love to see it. I'm John. John is a real one. He's fantastic. He's doing great work. And I'm glad that and this is the second grant he's received, I believe. It's well-deserved. And uh, we, 100%. we've talked uh, about John's contributions before on this podcast, but it never hurts to reiterate. John does some of the grueling dirty work on the review side of things and hoping to coordinate review that is not glamorous it's not fun it's not what a lot of developers want to do but it's very necessary work and in, in work that ensures that bitcoin is as robust and resilient and secure as possible 
testing, reviewing, and making sure that the code that gets merged into core specifically, uh, that implementation of Bitcoin uh, is user ready, user friendly, not gonna, uh, hopefully not gonna include any bugs that, that mess up consensus or anybody's experience as they use Bitcoin. So again, shout out to Compass, shout out to Human Rights Foundation, shout out to John Attack, fellow Bitcoin server. Cheers, John, well-deserved. Very well-deserved. I think you're right. This specific attack was July only. So yeah. yeah, it's good that it got caught pretty quick. Yeah, right? That's what I was like, oh shit, you already wrote a fucking research paper on this three weeks after the attack. So shout out to the, uh, the researchers who wrote that paper too. We'll say their names again as I pull this up. Matthias Grunman and Max Baumstark. I wonder if they're German. Norwegian. Yeah. Um, Bitmax. Oh, this is big. I forgot about this. Bitmax paid a $100 million settlement uh, with the CFTC and FinCEN. Um, I guess they settled out of court. Is, is our boy Arthur free? I don't think so. <laughs> I think this is like the first step. But yeah. uh, the exchange now is a fully regulated derivatives exchange compliant with US law and all KYC AML policies. Yes, but that's um, been cucked. On a long enough timeline, everyone bends the knee. Yes. Binance, you've been hearing the Binance theories? You've been talking? What's the Binance theory? I mean, yeah, Brian Brooks stepped down unexpectedly. Well, he didn't really step down. He just really went fast through the revolving door. It's yeah. Like a, Where'd he go? I don't know. Wasn't he, what was he, the comptroller of the currency? Comptroller of the currency. Then he, he was Coinbase legal officer, the head lawyer at Coinbase. Then he went to comptroller and then he was head of Binance US. Yes. And now he's unemployed. But he left. The conditions on which he left are pretty vague. I believe their US CEO, she quit as well unexpectedly and hasn't said anything. And they've been in decreasing their withdrawal limits and increasing verification. So it seems like Binance is getting pestered by uh, authorities. I'm not sure exactly which authorities. I think I have a good I mean, guess. they're running a whole shitcoin chain now too. They're like, <laughs> they're really deep. Oh, it got hacked this week too. It was part of that big hack, right? I don't think so. It it's so funny when these things get hacked, by the way, like I don't, I didn't know it existed until it got hacked. They're like, oh, largest hack ever. And the hackers supposedly returned most of the funds. But I think. Dear hacker. I, I'm not going to. The memes that came out of that one. He's like sending messages. How do I get rid of this? Like, it wasn't on Binance Smart Chain or whatever. They're like Ethereum competitor. I think it was poly or whatever it's called it was like i i i have fucking i have no idea i'm not going to talk on it but i i don't think it was i don't think it was binance smart chain right well that's the thing the way that all these DeFi things work you can use like multiple assets as well they're like wrapped and like some assets are being held on ethereum yeah. some assets are being held here but they're tokens and there's a token on a different chain and literally hot potato like throw it here throw it here throw it here and Here's the tether the all got frozen right away yeah so tether centralized Matt, is Tether, Tether going to be the downfall of Bitcoin? Is Tether a free country? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe they're freer than us, man. Maybe. I don't know. My dad asked me about that hack. I was like, Dad, I didn't even you know, know what, what they were before. I was like, how are you reading it? 
Like, how do you even know? People love the big numbers. Oh, 600 million. Biggest DeFi hack in history. <sighs> the deer wow. hacker letter was pretty funny. <laughs> right. The, the M&M rest. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, gosh, you freaks. For any of you freaks are relatively new. Yeah. Flashbacks. What was it? 2015, 2016, the Dow hack? That had to be 2015, right? Well, to me, this is like, even it's more than so than... I mean, the Dow hack is obviously a direct, uh, probably a more direct example, but this is just not your keys, not your coins. Yeah, exactly. You know, if, if, if you're on a centralized chain that things can happen out from underneath you, not your coins. If you're using wrapped products or whatever, that's custodial relationship. Um, this is classic, not your keys, not your coins. I mean, obviously a smart contract was a, a smart contract was also compromised. Um, which is reminiscent of the Dow. Uh, but this is classic, not your keys, not your coins. Yeah. Just like there was a guy who uh, I'm not going to give him uh, attention, attention, but there was an, there was an OG who got goxed and he lost a shit ton of money in this as well. And he was like, yeah, I lost so much Bitcoin in this. It's like, dude, you never had any Bitcoin. Like you were using wrapped whatever. Like that, that was never, you never had your keys. That wasn't actually Bitcoin. <sighs> These shit coins are sirens. They're sirens trying to pull you in, trying to take your Bitcoin, rug pull you. Take our good friend Matt O'Dell's advice. Stay humble and stack sets. I guess Binance Chain was involved according to Bitcoin and books. I don't know. Told you. They were all, yeah, it was like a... It was like a an orgy of shit coins that got. It gets so confusing. Shit coin, never have a shit coin orgy. Something's gonna go wrong. Somebody's gonna lose six hundred million dollars. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's inevitable. Uh, did you hear Ethereum's uh, Satoshi's vision? I feel like such a boomer when we talk about this shit. You know, <laughs> right? Which well, it's also beautiful too because it highlights how little we care. Uh, the Ethereum Satoshi's vision researcher guy or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh, dear. And how out of touch do you have to be to not realize that evoking Satoshi's vision just sounds like a complete scam? <laughs> Pretty out of touch. You have to work for consensus. Like then... even if you want to do the affinity scam thing, they always love to do where it's like, oh, like ETH is Bitcoin 2.0 or something. At least call it Bitcoin 2.0. Like don't say Satoshi's vision. Like those words are forever corrupted by by CSW. Like, yeah. You can't you can't ever use those words again and actually have any kind of credibility like completely out of touch and i think uh ryan gentry highlighted something that was very funny too uh, and lat just literally days ago uh, the ethereum and DeFi community was screeching at bitcoiners to help support them uh, with the infrastructure bill stuff we're all in this together we're all in this together a week later the ethereum's it's funded by the ethereum foundation right all right how funny was that dorsey tweet oh jack if you're listening brother he's a troll he's a good one too he's a good what a shit poster what a good shit poster hey and he teased uh integrating lightning into twitter today i mean it wasn't really a tease it was an, yeah it was an overt like he like almost just basically said it yeah yeah was it, was it maybe he could do it via lightning address which is another topic that we have on the list what are your Should thoughts just jump into that 
Yeah. Well, yeah. And let's, let's apply it to this. So we were talking about this in a group chat on Telegram before Andre, Andre Nevis was in that group. You and him were having a little back and forth. How would you describe uh, the Lightning address and the trade-offs involved comparing it to something like Bolt 12 specifically? So I think that's probably improper framing. The, 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 so Lightning address is this idea of a human-readable text string that you can take recurring payments to. Marty's, um, Marty's lightning address at tftc.io or something like that. Or yeah, or Marty at tftc.io. Yeah. And then people that have a compatible lightning wallet can then pay you and it uses LN URL. So it's, the, it's basically the evolution of LN URL. It improves the flow of LN URL. So right now, LN URL, um, you, you scan a QR code or you click a text string um, and it basically pings a website and then gives you a fresh invoice every time. New invoice, new invoice, new invoice. So you can keep paying uh, a static invoice, a, a static QR code or a static text string. In this case, it maps it to what looks like an email address. Um, so it's an easier flow audio wise. You, we can say it really easily. You know, if you want to support RHR, RHR, TFTC.io, um, and they want it to be standardized among wallets, you need that web server component, right? Cause it's literally, it's, it's, it's pinging a website, mm -hmm. um, to get the invoice. So if you're going to run it at home, you have issues with exposing your IP address. You'd have to use something like IP to tour or something. It's the same issue that you come into if you're trying to run a BTC pay server from a home node and you don't want to expose your IP address. Um, so that's like the main negative trade-off, but it's, it's strictly an improvement on LNURL. LNURL is what I've been using on dispatch, the dispatch QR code. In that case, where it goes is it uses LN transaction bot by fiat jaff so it hits his web server and his web server gives a qr code and that it gives a new invoice and then the wallet pays that invoice and then it goes to my wallet which is custodial and then i drain that over time right um so it's easier to implement it in something like a custodial wallet because of that web server component but you can do it in a self-sovereign way as well. If you either run a cloud server, so you don't expose a home, uh, your home IP, or if you run it on, um, if you run something like IP to Tor, which is what's integrated in Raspberry Blitz, where it goes Tor to a web server, and then nothing's running on the web server except a mirror to like the regular internet. Um, so yeah, it's a massive improvement to LNURL. Uh, it's, it's fantastic to see in that regard. And it's very, it's a, it's a very easy thing for wallets to implement. Now, a lot of wallets already support LN URL, uh -huh. um, bolt 12 is like the, is, is planned to be the, the replacement to our existing invoices, which is bolt 11, like the native lightning invoices. And those don't require any server, any additional like web server besides just like your lightning node, they're lightning native reoccurring codes um they look like a lightning invoice but they're static and all the negotiation happens over the lightning network you don't need uh you don't need to run a separate web server so both are good options are good um i'm extremely excited about bolt 12 uh but in the short term specifically i think 
you know, lightning address can be very useful, specifically in the donation use case. Agreed. I think it's very, again, I think it's very useful step up in UX and arguably privacy for LN URL, uh, a nice stepping stone toward, especially if you can use your own node for it. Uh, they do have, you mentioned the bridge server, correct? So they do have- So like you can run the whole thing locally. Yes. Or you can do this bridge thing where you use your own node, but I guess they handle the- so, a ser I don't so really the, understand the bridge server is a server that allows you to receive payments at your name at your domain.com non-custodially. The bridge server serves as a necessary JSON and then uses RPC calls to connect to your node and fetch invoices on demand. So I guess there that's you go. Or you can run the full stack yourself, mm -hmm. which is also what these services that are offering it are going to do. Or you can use a custodial wallet, which is, to be quite honest, that's where I expect the majority of usage to happen. And they even make that analogy, whether intentionally or not, on the website. They're like, it's like the Gmail of Lightning. Yeah. And Gmail is completely custodial. Like you could run your own mail server, right? But the beauty of Gmail was that anyone could just have powerful email just in the browser. And it's like a custodial relationship, which mm -hmm. is fine for small amounts. You know, and you constantly drain it out. Totally fine. And the thing that I'm really excited about this is just it highlights the integration of Bitcoin into the internet stack, specifically via the Lightning Network, like just ingratiating itself with the, the native internet stack that, that we've come to know and use over the course of our lives. The Lightning Network is enabling us to sort of fit into the internet stack which is like crazy to think about like just being able to send uh, a lightning payment to an email address that's registered and connected yes so you, yeah you know, like be connected to your dns and all that stuff and have your dns set up and um but outside yeah, of i mean it's, it's definitely cool and i could you know uh this seems like it was a project that was spearheaded by uh the zebedee team um, and they do, they're focused on gaming. Um, and it makes a lot of sense to me in the gaming use case, mm -hmm. um, where you have a streamer or something, you know, support me at this, you know, at this lightning address, um, and props to them for not only opening it up as a standard, uh, so other wallets can support, they launched it with other wallets already supporting it. Um, they didn't come up with a whole new standard. They just used LN URL, which already existed and adapted on it. And they provide you the option to use your own node or run the whole stack yourself. Um, so it's really good to see that. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's great to see. Yes. Another member of the Zebedee team is Michael Tidwell announced it last week, but I want to say it again. He's thrown the tab conf, the Atlanta Bitcoin conference down there beginning of November. I just saw reasons on top of my mind. I just saw Lisa uh, Nugent from Blockstream who's working on Sea Lightning announced that she's going to be down there giving some, some presentations. So think about that. If you're looking to go to conference Atlanta early November, I believe second or third or third or fourth, I forget exactly which dates, but. And you're speaking, right? 
I, I'm going to go. I, I, I got to talk to Michael whether or not like I'll speak. I'd, I'd be happy to speak about what we're doing at Great American Mining. I can talk about what we're doing here. Tales from the Crypt, Rabbit Hole Recap, Bent, Citadel Dispatch, whatever. Um, I just want to go hang out with Bitcoiners. Should we get a shout outs? But, uh, but I mean, before we get there, I mean, in my mind, and like I just keep getting caught off guard with different things that happen in Bitcoin. Bitcoin moves so fast. The lightning side is super cool that these everyone can just innovate without like protocol changes happening. Um, so it moves so much faster, I feel like, than uh, base layer Bitcoin, like the main Bitcoin protocol. But uh, I'm really, there's so much excitement around Bolt 12 right now. And I'm really uh, super bullish on, on, on the Bolt 12 spec. And, Are you in that Telegram group? Which Telegram group? It's like a Bolt 12 Telegram group or I haven't hopped in it yet. No, I'm not. Rusty tweeted about it, but apparently there's a bunch. There's so much developer interest in Bolt 12 specifically that he's spinning up a Telegram group where they can... Uh, they can spitball ideas on like i don't know enough to know if it's actually everything they say it is but if it's everything they say it is it's fucking baller like the fact that we could just have native lightning invoices that are static and never have to change so you can just have it like even if you just have a text string which is what bold 12 is without a username you like a uh, like a user readable name like marty at tftc.io that's fine with me like you just i pull your i click you know follow marty once and then my lightning wallet opens up and it goes into my contacts and it says marty bent and then every time i want to send you money i just click marty bent and i send i get it you know i get to send you a privacy preserving payment that is amazing all held locally on my device that's super exciting for the donation use case for everyday payments for payroll it's happening, freaks. It's happening slowly but surely. Uh, no, that's like Bolt 12. If it, like you said, is everything that is being marketed as will be massive for receiving privacy, which is a pain point right now. But again, like patience is a virtue and patience uh, should be exerted when thinking about like the development of bitcoin especially but the lightning network as well like, it's crazy the capacity pub or public capacity of the lightning networks on parabolic isn't it over 100 million now 100 million yeah. bucks i mean i keep seeing the charts they get a lot of engagement yeah it's over a uh, hundred million cuck bucks worth of uh worth of volume on the Lightning network are locked up not volume it's uh public capacity public capacity and the node count is going up too yes and I, which is um, good to see. You don't want to just see the capacity go up. Okay. Uh, right? Because if it's just the capacity going up, it could be... One player. Like a bunch of whales just like adding a bunch. Of, I mean, at one sat per byte. But a bunch of nodes. You could, add, you could add so much Bitcoin for very little money onto the Lightning Network. Yeah. Um, with that being said, you could have like an LM big where even more nodes could be the same entity. Yeah. Um, exactly and ellen big named his nodes ellen big one two three <laughs> four five and people still kept growing around that chart as bullish uh of of lightning capacity going up if you were actually going to do it you name them different things <laughs> you, you wouldn't name them all the yeah. same thing uh we have a comment from al 
in the, the live stream comments. Did you guys cover the new Apple privacy thing? We did last week. Uh, we think it's bad. Yeah, my whole dispatch this week covered it too. Yeah, it's... Uh... My whole dispatch this week was the Apple privacy thing and then Calyx and Graphene as a yeah. replacement. I'm going to Calyx. I'm going yeah, to Calyx is fantastic. You're going to love it. It's the best phone I've ever had. Calyx plus a Pixel. Yeah, I mean... Ideally, Pixel Five, but Four A works too. They're going to depends be, how much you want to spend. And it well it came out this week. Maybe maybe you're referencing something else, Al. Um, oh. it came out this week that they're they're like storing iCloud and iMessage, iMessage messages stored in the cloud. Like apparently they're they've always had that capability. Yeah. But it is it's completely fucked how they market. When you had the backups enabled on iMessage. They're encrypted when you're sending them to each other, but when you save it in iMessage, they're not. Yeah. When you save it in the iCloud, it's not. Yeah. iCloud's never been encrypted. No, it has not. As uh, as is evident by the fappening. Which, uh... But we did talk about it last week, kind of at length. Yeah. Um, I didn't really feel like talking about it, to be honest. Neither do I. It's bad. We're going to... Uh... Shoutouts. Let's do shoutouts. We got one at 11.59... This is like this is just interesting to me. Eleven fifty nine and twenty five seconds uh, on August fifth, which was exactly a week ago. So somebody sent this almost exactly at midnight on East Coast time. Fucking love you guys. Since listening to your podcast, I've started running my own Bitcoin node, mixed money on Whirlpool, and this is my first Lightning transaction. Never change. Congrats. Well, it's just fuck. Congrats on the first Lightning chain transaction. What was did did he sign a name or a nim? No nim. No nim. Cheers, never, freak. Appreciate might, you. Might be never changed. That was just the last two words, but you never changed too. Keep fighting. I'm happy that this podcast has provided some value to you and you're taking the uh, the advice and running with it. Love that. Marty and Matt, a shout out is thanks for the great content you guys put out with TFTC, Citadel Dispatch, and RHR. I look forward to these podcasts each week. I have a confession to make though. I'm a prosecutor. Hey, what's up, prosecutor? It's our spook. We love our spooks. We love our spooks. Just we just ask that our spooks take care of us when we get sent to prison. <laughs> Make sure we get the good pillows, the good blankets. We're, we're good not going to get sent to prison. I know. Uh, Law-abiding citizens. I'm a prosecutor. That may makes that might make me spook, but I also value privacy and fear the loss of liberties to an ever-growing state. I have hope, though. Learning about Bitcoin in the free and open-source software community has given me hope that we'll. Win the fight against our government's encroaching authoritarianism, inequalities caused by central bank policies, and increasing financial surveillance. Anyways, keep up the great work, gents. Thank you. And Cheers. If you're a prosecutor, will you be our? Could you move to the defense side if we need a lawyer? <laughs> we no, I mean, I, I, if I, I'd be fine with them staying on the or or she staying on the prosecution side. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. Like a very ah. weak case. Ah. Matt. Matt's got the. There screen. you go. Right. Yeah, Matt's thinking. Thank you. It's uh, it's nice to know that we have some uh, patriots working in within uh, the legal system in the United States, particularly. Yeah, cheers, freak. Cheers to you. This one, I saw this one this morning. I've just been dreading it. Uh, two boys, in parentheses, big, comma, handsome. Two questions. One. How's a feller without a passphrase supposed to move a bunch of bitcoins to a wallet with a passphrase? 
parentheses, ideally seed words in a privacy preserving manner without putting all his slash her coins in a big pile. Everyone looks at and says, Hey, all those different coin join bits belong to the same feller. How question mark. Thanks Two. If you've got a question like one above kind of technical, where do you go to find an answer without sending 50 bones to a couple of hunks? <laughs> it's okay. You deserve it. Uh, we don't all have Rodolfo, you know, very sad. Every time I try the old duck, duck, go and sub subsequently Google, I wind up on some normie site, giving me some baby's first transaction level stuff, not targeted to a freak Bitcoin expert like myself. For example, see the link that I copy paste below rich glide, rich puppy magnet. <laughs> I don't know if this guy's sending us a private key. I don't want to read that. Do not read it. I'm not reading it. I'm not going to read that. <laughs> or should we read it? Like if we put it in there, like could the freaks go get some? Is stats? it is it a domain or is it just a bunch of words? It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, twenty, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. Yeah, it's twenty-four words. Random words. Should we read them? Freaks, get your uh, recover wallet. I don't know if you should read it. <laughs> yeah. It's 24 word. Looks like a 24 word seed phrase. He said, what about this website here? And then he pasted a seed For example, phrase. see the link that, link that I copy paste below. And it's 24 words. It could just be someone trolling us. Like I'm, I'm trying to think if these are all bit 39. No, I, think they, well. I think Glide is. I'm hearing an echo now. I think Clyde is. Are you good now? Yeah. Um, should we read? I mean, it's in it. Like, do we have? Okay, it? just read it. It's a puzzle. And what? I hear my echo again. Definitely a puzzle. Okay. Um, I don't know. That might be on your end. Um, okay, here we go. Rich Glide, Rich Puppy, Magnet, Lumber, Air, Visual, Strategy, Raise, Radar, Answer, Kit, Start, Cabbage, Song, Chase, Flat, Zebra, Knee, pattern, pet, drum, arm. There we go. That's a great website he pasted there. It's a great website. I wonder if there's any sats in there. God, I hope that wasn't like... Off to the races. I hope that wasn't an accident. Like he was doing two things at once. Thought he was posting a link and he's just copying a private key. Oh, what do we do? Well, too late now. We're live. <laughs> we are live. There's no turning back now. Uh, but should we answer the question? How's a feller without? I don't even know if we answer the question now. How's a feller without a passphrase supposed to move a bunch of bitcoins to a wallet with a passphrase? Ideally, same seed words. Like so, like the way the passphrase. Like if you set up a new wallet with seed, with the, the passphrase of the twenty-fifth word for that particular wallet, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the passphrase just acts as. If, if you have a 12 word seed, it's the 13th word. And if you have 24 words, yeah, 25th word. If you recover, you're not moving your coin. Like, you no, no, no. It's if so the, the, the issue that people have, which I, I believe with his, with his question is you have a wallet that you set up. Let's say you set up a treasure, right? And you have your 12 words, treasures, 12 words, whatever you have your 12 words. Um, and all your funds are on there. And then you you realize that having a passphrase is really nice to have. It's, it's, a, it's an improvement. You don't have to trust the device as much. 
and um, you you base it's it's you ha you have a you have plausible my dog's barking outside you have plausible deniability uh, because you can keep funds on the non passphrase wallet and then you can keep funds on the passphrase wallet you can have infinite number of passphrases you have almost like a second uh, element where you need to have both the seed and the passphrase unless they brute force the passphrase um, so people realize that best practice is to have a passphrase to have that 13th word to have that 25th word i just filibustered my dog and she walked away um so so the question is okay now how do i move to this new passphrased wallet and what you have to do is you have to use a wallet that has coin control where you can see every utxo is different every utxo is separate um so you have to use something like electrum with your own node or if you use something like Wasabi, because Wasabi has hardware wallet support and you can use Wasabi. And if you don't use your own node, it's not horrible for your privacy because it has very good network level privacy. So you can it use connects Spectre. through Tor by default. What? You use Spectre too, right? You could use Spectre with your own node. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so Spectre with your own node, I, I guess Sparrow with your own node. Uh, you can use Wasabi. You connect your hardware wallet to that. And then what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to manually send each UTXO to a new address in that new wallet. That is the wallet with the passphrase. And it's going to be a time consuming process. I don't know what to tell you. You're going to have to send each one individually and you shouldn't send them all at the same time. Cause if someone sees 25 UTXOs all hit the mempool at the same exact time, um, then there's timing yeah. analysis, there's a cluster, but it's still better than just select all send. You don't want to select all send. And you don't want to use something like uh, Treasure Suite or Ledger Live where they don't let you, unless you, use, I don't know if either of them have coin control now. I think Ledger Live does. I'm not sure about Treasure Suite, but if they don't have coin control, you don't want to use them because they're combining, they're combining the UTXOs. You want to be able to pick your individual transactions. Agreed. Agreed. Can you hear my dog? Yeah, I can hear her. She's just incessant. She just keeps going. It's nice background noise. It's nice. It's uh yeah. Yeah, I got confused with the the wording of the question, the way it was phrased, but no, that's the way to do it. And to answer your second question, where to find these answers, I would go to Bitcoin Stack Exchange. I may not have all the answers, but that's always been one of my favorite places to uh get like nitty-gritty questions like this answered. Somebody has likely had a similar question at some point in the past and everybody who's working on Bitcoin stack exchange to answer these questions does a pretty good job of articulately answering them and, and doing it in a timely manner. So if your question isn't answered and you have something similar and you're on Bitcoin stack exchange, I would ask it there. You can ask it here as well, but you don't have to pay $50 um, worth of sats. And I, I bet it would get answered in a timely manner. Uh, but yes, be, be wary of coin control. I mentioned this a couple of months ago, be patient when you're, when you're moving coins and using, coin control. Uh, I got impatient a couple months ago and I wasn't paying attention and I was moving some UTXOs, a good amount of UTXOs and got lazy and didn't pay attention and combined all, uh, not all of them, but a few of the remaining UTXOs that I have of, of the movement I was doing that day uh, at once and just completely borked uh, the separation of, of those UTXOs. So be patient, be patient, double check everything, triple check. Um, and yeah, uh, if you're, if you're doing this with a wallet with a passphrase behind it, uh, and you're not recovering from seed, 
and the passphrase, you're gonna have to move them one UTXO at a time. And like Matt said, uh, make sure you time those out. And is TX broadcast still out? Is that still viable? Are you here? There you are. Oh, I was hardware muted. Uh, from 6102? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is an option. That's for more technical people that don't just paste their seed into your... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> into a shout out. I think you just, you just manually do it over time by UTXO selection. Other good places to ask questions are we have two Sphinx tribes. We have a TFTC one and a Citadel Dispatch one. They're very active. You can ask questions there. Um, Bitcoin Q&A has a great matrix uh, chat, uh, which you can find on his site, I think, bitcoiner.guide. Um, I have a bunch of resources up at citadeldispatch.com slash help. Ton of ton of resources listed there. Um, and you can reach out to me and Marty. I don't know the best way to reach Marty, but if you hit me up on Telegram or Keybase, I'm very responsive. Don't, I, I, this is a good time to say, I apologize to all the freaks that have tried to message me on Twitter DMs. The interface is horrible. It's completely overrun. I've abandoned ship. I'm not responding there anymore. It's just not gonna happen. I can't search. There's no search, real search feature. I can only search for the actual username, completely useless search. Um, so Twitter DMs could have been a powerful platform, but they, it's completely fucked, overrun, abandoned ship, Keybase, Telegram, Threema, hit me up. Happy to answer your questions. Um, and then Ministry of Nodes, our boy Katan does one-on-one -on -one consulting. You asked for not paying, but if you want to pay someone who knows his shit, he'll walk you through whatever the fuck you want to walk through. Katan is a worthy, uh, worthy departure of, of Cuckbucks to, to learn about this stuff. And I'm still available on Twitter, Telegram as well, same, same app. But I will warn, both are pretty overrun at the moment as well. I try to get to as many as possible, but it's not as easy. Uh, it, there's a lot. There's a lot. The coin control inspector in Sparrow is fantastic. It defaults to coin control, which is nice. Yes. Um, so I recommend if you're not already using one of those with your own node, uh, you should consider it. Consider it. Consider it. Did anyone, freaks, did anyone successfully sweep that seed? So. It's empty. I got, I, I saw one comment, it's empty, one comment, it's invalid. Um, so maybe it was a wild goose chase that ended in nothing. You know what's the worst part about Twitter DMs? The worst part about Twitter DMs is when you follow someone and they notify you of a DM because you followed them and it's from like a year ago, a year and a half ago or whatever. And I always respond to those because it notifies you at the time. I was like, did you figure this one out? Sorry. Sorry. I didn't respond to you. Sorry. All right, here we go. Software updates. You freaks ready? There's been a bunch. Okay. Dog, dog's gone now. Phoenix version 1.4.15 has been released. If you're running a Phoenix wallet, consider updating. Spectre, just talking about it. Version 1.5.1 has been released. Anything big there? They've got desktop, GUI, Node on Linux. You need to set up your UDEV rules. Node on Mac OS. The current build supports only Mac OS Catalina 10.15 or higher. That's probably important. Um, so if you're running Spectre on Mac OS, Catalina 10.15 or higher. Um, 
Fraser Suite version 21.8.1 has been released now in Spanish. I'm just reading the link. Ahora en español. Uh, BTC Pay Server, pretty big update here. I saw you tweeting about it earlier. Version 1.2.0 has been released. Uh, pay to endpoint native, pay join native. Is that correct? Native out of the box? You still dealing with your dog? I'm just like muted in a million different places. Uh, yeah, uh, it's 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 pay join native if you use the built-in wallet. Oh yeah. So a pay join by default. Not I. Why did I say native? Pay join by default. By if, default. If you use the hot wallet, which you had to use anyway if you were going to do pay join, because mm-hmm. you can use it with a hardware wallet. But if you use it with a hardware wallet, you're uploading your XPub they don't actually have signing privileges, so they can't do a pay join. A pay join is a collaborative transaction. So you need to have a hot device so you can actually sign. So it's great to see. And, and to the freaks that don't remember what pay join is, pay join is a transaction where the receiver provides an input. So you have in a, in, in a Bitcoin transaction, you have uh, the input side and you have the output side. And a simple Bitcoin send looks like one input. Um, and two outputs, one outputs going to the receiver and one outputs your change. Unless you send the full amount, then it's one input, one output. Or if you don't have enough in a single input, then you might have two inputs and then two outputs, uh, the payment and the change. With PayJoin, it looks like one of those transactions where you have two inputs or three inputs and two change, I mean, one, two outputs, one change, one the payment, but in actuality, one of the sender, one of the input sides is actually the receiver providing uh, a UTXO. So it breaks the common input ownership heuristic where you can't assume that all inputs are owned by the same person, um, which is historically one of the main tools that chain surveillance firms use because tracking Bitcoin's a probability game. You're basically constantly, if you're tracking Bitcoin, they have algorithms that do it, but the idea is you're looking at transactions and you're deciding when you think ownership has changed hands, when Marty sends Matt something versus Marty sending Marty something or Marty sending it to his new passphrase wallet. Um, there you go. Yes. Um, I like the phrase, make every, co- make every spend a coin join, which pay join PDEP enables. That should be something that uh, becomes more com- I would like to see become more common doesn't need to maybe others disagree but I think we should strive to make every spend a coin join yeah I think making every spend a coin join is similar to saying no KYC only like it's a it's a dream but we want as much as possible exactly. um, and and pay joins part of that and I think uh, I also really like the idea of like simulated coin joins where you add, you're adding an extra input um, and you're matching outputs just to fuck around with chain surveillance, even though it's all from the same person. Fuck with chain surveillance as much as possible. Fuck with their heuristics. Bork them, bork them. I think we'll be able to bork them completely at some point um, in the future. Don't depend on it though, make it happen. It's one of Matt's pet peeves is Hey, Bitcoin's privacy is subpar now, but magic wand. Well, we'll just be cucks for now and then we'll get our freedom in the future. We don't have to do anything because everyone has gotten freedom in the future just, just sat by and just did fucking nothing. 
Yeah, it's gonna happen. It's gonna come, freaks. It's gonna come. Uh, speaking of acquiring Bitcoin in a more sovereign fashion, uh, our friend of the show, or friend of Citadel Dispatch specifically, Econo Alchemist, has written an article for uh, Bitcoin Magazine, why and how you can mine Bitcoin at home. Uh, obviously, he's one of the, I would say, most vocal supporters of at-home mining and somebody who's been doing it himself and has created incredible tutorials on how to set up your own mining operation at home and how to do it in a way that reduces sound and, and increases hash rate, which is incredible. Uh, and you got to give a shout out to Econo Alchemist. He had an incredible picture oh, that his son on the roof uh what was the what was the caption of that picture do you remember they're setting up uh don't it's not can you let us it's can you stop us or something yes like that. yes yeah very and they were uh, setting up a blockstream satellite yeah it was very inspiring it was super super inspiring i love that dude he's a good dude he's I become a friend i can't wait to set up nodes with my son that's uh that's a goal of mine some point what age maybe this is something we can ask the the troll box the troll room here on the live stream is it and what age should i begin to teach my son how do you before he can walk well it's too late that um <laughs> that already happened <laughs> what's uh what's planned to he's starting to talk now i don't should, know like should his first words be like a 12 word seed phrase that he just has memorized? seven seven i like seven i like seven Free men don't ask permission. They do. Five. They know what's right. We're getting five. We're getting five. In the womb. Are you cool. reading Eco's tweet? Uh, I can pull it up. I'll pull oh, it up. Oh, no, you were reading the chat. Marty, remember when you used to lecture me for reading the chat? You no, know, things have changed, man. <laughs> things have changed. You normalized it too much. You know what? Nah, I had to jump in with you. It's unfortunate, but no, it's not, not unfortunate. I love ride it. or die freaks. Let's go. Speaking of a ride or die freaks, we're having them on top of mine. I'm going to pop another Coronita. What else do we got here? Software updates still. I think you just indoctrinate the kid from as early as possible and just never stop. Oh, that's, I mean, that's happening. Right. Like that's the strategy. Yeah. Kids. I mean, you were talking earlier about, uh, I mean, so so the ASICs, the price is fucking through the roof again. Yeah, you're right. Sh more short or more short lived? It was sh very yeah. short lived. Very short lived. I think when I had Eco on for Dispatch's home mining episode, I want to chart that against ASIC prices. I think we were, were I think bottom. I might have hit the nail on the head on that one. For the bottom signal? Uh, but a lot of plebs, I'm so many, I have so many freaks reach out who got, got rigs bullish as fuck. They're happy. A lot of disclaimer. I mean, there might end some relationships because of the noise, but, uh, that disclosure was made in dispatch that you should care about your wife and, and not put it in place that she wants to be in. Yeah. And Econo Alchemist has uh, ways to soundproof it. So go look at the tutorials. Uh, ch -ch -ch -ch. yeah, but you definitely still hear that shit. Oh yeah. Gay for the stay. What are the what's going on in the comments? I don't know. I love the freaks. They're special. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all caps gay for the stay. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of mining ASIC prices, uh 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 stop saying uh um like I'm trying to avoid those and be more 
articulate and lost cause, Marty. It's not a lost cause, Matt. Uh, it's not a lost cause. <laughs> Speaking of ASIC pricing, I've said this a lot on the podcast in the past, but ASIC pricing is very reflexive to the price of Bitcoin. So I think this recent spike we've seen at Great American Mining too uh, over the last week is a product of the price going up quickly. It'll be interesting to see how the ASIC market reacts if we do a continued consolidation pattern in the, the mid 40s over a week or two or three. Will that price per terahash drop or stay static uh, if it if it stays? And you have the difficulty adjustment too. That as well. Yeah. But I, I think it comes down to the fact that we have an everything shortage right now. That's true. Right? We have an everything shortage. We already had a minor shortage before the Chinese mining ban. And then I think people just overreacted, right? They just, they thought more miners, like more hardware was going to flood the market. Um, and I think there was like a certain amount of Chinese hardware that was just lost for good. It just was like run to its limit, not in really great condition. It was hard to ship around. Um, and I, I think, I think there was an expectation that that was going to drive down prices more, but yes. you know, Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong in the past. And that's the beauty of Bitcoin, the beauty of mining. You can never know. It's permissionless. You don't know what the other players are doing in other parts of the world. It's what makes Bitcoin robust and as resilient as it is. You just honestly don't know. And you're, so you're stuck in this continuous, I don't want to call it a prisoner's dilemma, but in this game theoretical situation in which you have to envision an entity you don't know on the other side of the planet making decisions uh, God damn it, based off real time. Um, so that's fascinating. And do you have this on the list? The uh, mutually. Uh, did you just get angry at yourself for saying, uh, yes, I just did it four times. <laughs> do you have, that's the problem with trying to not say it. You think about it more. I do not have our new space force uh, freak. Jason Lowry blew up LinkedIn. I didn't get to see it on LinkedIn because Fuck I, LinkedIn. I deleted my LinkedIn years ago. But Jason Lowry is a member of the Space Force, and he's writing a thesis paper titled Mutually Assured Preservation, in which his thesis is that nation states getting into the Bitcoin mining game specifically could lead to a more peaceful world and a world with less war because uh, Bitcoin's proof of work consensus mechanism and the fact that it's distributed ledger tracks property ownership makes it so we don't need to go to war anymore because wars are created because governments are trying to prove who is in consensus, who has power over the world uh, and over scarce resources. Uh, the scarce resources in meat space cause physical conflicts. Uh, I mean, those who have been around will remember Bitcoin, not bombs. Yes. Ah, gosh, that was a really good one. That was like a good sticker campaign that went on. I think Roger Veer championed that. Hey, Roger Veer championed a lot of good things. Yeah, for and fuck Roger. And honey badger money. That was honey good. badger money was good. It had, it made me have a whole new respect for the honey badger. It was an animal I had never thought twice about before that. Right. He had billboards up. It was him and Eric, I believe. Eric Voorhees. 
Gotta give props where props are due, obviously. But this post was really cool. I think what was cooler than the post was him just dunking on all the replies. Right. Uh, what about Cardano? <laughs> if you think Cardano is actually Dino, he used Dino. Decentralized name only. And decentralized name only, uh, which is every shitcoin and arguably the. Uh, the U.S. Democ- Democratic Republic. It's not decentralized at all. It's centralized to lobbyists. But I wrote about it in the Ben yesterday. This uh, Jason's not the first person to put forth the idea that Bitcoin, particularly leveraging its proof of work consensus mechanism, could bring peace to Earth. And a couple of people that I've mentioned on this podcast before and in the newsletter before yesterday and that had this idea before Bitcoin was even launched, before it was even an idea in Satoshi's brain where Henry Ford and Buckminster Fuller who believe that if the reserve currency of the world was to transition from a gold-backed currency or U.S. dollar-backed currency into a currency backed by kilowatt hours or energy, that it would end wars and, and bring peace to Earth. Again, because you'd have more, or excuse me, less... Uh, incentive to go fight over these scarce resources if you have energy resources and can harness them to create hashes that produce sats you you don't have to go fight over these resources you can all engage in a battle in in the digital world which jason acutely highlighted in in a few of his linkedin posts like we can get to a world of mutually assured preservation because the incentives of the bitcoin network are so strong that they highly incentivize everybody to cooperate. And I believe a post that he posted either today or late last night talked about 51% attacks uh, between nation states, and they don't even make sense because even if you do win, the loser of that attack can take their sats to the grave. But what about wars fought over Bitcoin? I thought I thought been thinking about that too. Uh, that is so. That's like a you sec- hit their mining sites. You know, you right? you try and hack them. You hit them with ransomware. I guess we don't like take down their electrical grid and you're like, okay, give us half your Bitcoin treasury and then we'll restore your society. I do hate it when people get into all this world, peace, crap and Bitcoin. We aren't smelly, disgusting hippies for God's sakes. Wins, wins some hacks. All right. Yeah. We're not, I'm not a smelly hippie. I'm smelly right now. I don't think I'm a hippie, but I do think win some hacks we should try to be optimistic like i do think it does create the conditions from which people it's easier to fund wars if you can print money at will yes and it's easier to maintain hegemonical control Hmm. like being the superpower if you have the reserve currency and you can print money at will um but there will be countries with large bitcoin reserves that will have money to wage war still i mean war is something that is a war chest if you will forever a war chest if you will a war chest yeah well i I was thinking um and i might have mentioned this on rhr i mean it's been three years uh i like i i love like historical like the history channel when it used to be the history channel like i love uh like geopolitical games and and uh civilization and all this fucking strategy and stuff 
Age of Empires. Age of Empires was they got to come out with a new one. I can't believe they have. Anyway, uh, multi-sig peace treaties, where if you break oh. the peace treaty, you lose the you Bitcoin that you have. You have Switzerland being like your collaborative collaborative custody, right? You custody. could have like a five-country peace treaty mm-hmm. and like a four or five multi-sig. And if one country acts out of line, they lose their their they lose their part. Well, it would have to be three of five, right? Why? Because you think if you're going to defect in a four or five, you're going to want somebody else to defect with you. I mean, yeah, you can. We can work. You know, you can work out the specifics. Maybe the first multi-sig peace treaty completely fails in implementation. It's just horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets exploited. But I'm saying, like, it's a that's a cool concept, right? Like, yeah. you have a number of key signers. And like, you basically just hold it over their heads. Like you will lose, you have like a security deposit for a peace treaty. I love this. See, look, Bitcoin's optimistic. We're thinking we're trying to end wars here, freaks. We're just trying to bring peace on earth. They're trying to tell us we can't do it. But the hash wars are coming. Are they though? Are they though? I like the term hash wars. That's I what do I too. said. I do too. But I think, I think that's something Jason was getting at. Like it's a high cost of that attack. If you fail, it's costly. Even if you succeed, the reward may not exceed the cost. But it's not, it wouldn't just be, uh, it wouldn't just be, when we're, when we're talking like global powers, right? We're not just talking uh, like a traditional 51% attack. Like I said earlier, right? Like you're bombing mining sites and you're, you're doing all different sorts of warfare. You know, we're going to have autonomous drones, drone swarms Whoa. pretty soon. You know, you're not even going to know. That's- if an autonomous drone swarm hits you with off-the-shelf parts, you don't even know who hit you. You don't even know if it was your enemy. Well, obviously, it was a enemy, but you don't know which enemy hit you. Well, agreed. In that scenario, which you just laid, where you have these large nation states amassing it, shit ton of hash and engaging in these types of geopolitical games i could certainly see that being the case but i think there also needs to be some credence paid to the balkanization trend and the states right trend that we've seen here in the united states specifically like if bitcoin succeeds and it gives power back to the individual and individuals oh that was loud towards their local communities more is hash rate distributed across more borders if you will and those borders get reduced down to county state level maybe you don't have nation states as big now and is that distribution across those borders enough to reduce the likelihood of a hash war because you'd have you to still quit. might have one between wyoming and texas or whatever well you'd have to hope well you'd have <laughs> no because like wyoming would have to have like 51 percent of the network you can't like pinpoint in the probabilistic nature of adding when i think balkanized i think i don't necessarily think uh that means war ends i just think it means war will probably be on a smaller scale i agree i agree but But you'll still have people are always going to be fighting each other yeah it's nature it's just nature (laughs) nature kills people kill things kill there's a hierarchy you know, I, you, can, you can limit everything, right? Like, but I don't think the point I'm trying to make is like, I don't think those wars will be fought via the Bitcoin network. Right. I, I think the Bitcoin network will be the consistency, right? Yeah. It's like the stable thing. 
that just transcends everything else, which is nice to have, you know. Bitcoin is for enemies. A stable open monetary network that you can rely on regardless of what the fuck happens. That's the Bitcoin value, one of the Bitcoin value props, right? Um, uh, The chat just kind of uh, made me think about it. Uh, Elon says like a lot of questionable things. The one thing he said is a lot of times what happens is like the most ridiculous outcome is, is the outcome that happens. And I feel like I've noticed that in my life as well. That Murphy's law or Cunningham's law. Which one is? I that? don't even know. There's like all these men's names laws. Um, I, uh, the real tragedy would be if the first uh, multi-sig peace treaty was like on Ethereum and then just like the whole multi-sig got drained by a hacker. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's and they're just like they just like dear hacker. They like dear hacker. Like you drained our multi sig for our peace <laughs> treaty. Now we're all going to war, and the hacker's just like fuck you. I wanted you to go to war. Yeah, it is Murphy's law. Anything that can. Uh, yeah. No, the most entertaining outcome is the most likely. Okay, is that Cunningham's? I don't know. That that's that's that Musk law. That yeah. That that's what that's what Elon tweeted out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Murphy's law is that anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah. McAfee's law. McAfee didn't kill himself. He didn't. He didn't. I don't believe he did. I don't believe he did. We never saw a body. Nope. And even Fluffy when- Pony's still in jail. Without Fluffy's bail. Still in jail. Did you guys see the picture when they brought Jeffrey Epstein out and his ear like wasn't the same of like pictures the day before? I don't think I don't know. I don't believe the ear thing. That dude's that dude's living somewhere. He's living somewhere. He's got a lot of dirt too. Ghislaine, what's going on with Ghislaine Maxwell? We're gonna get kicked off YouTube for bringing up these names. Hopefully. I mean, it would fulfill my prophecy <laughs> that you were the reason. Uh, you you know what's interesting? So I end dispatch with different music, and and they usually make me cut the music. But some artists only say that like there can't be YouTube ads on. It's demonetized, right? Like you can't put ads on it but they don't make me actually cut the music. Um, Metallica didn't make me cut the music. <laughs> what? Isn't that surprising? That's so not Metallica. Was that this week? No, because it definitely- No, that was two weeks ago. They didn't, I didn't have to cut it. It, it just, they demonetized. D- I don't put ads on it anyway, so it doesn't matter, but- We got DMCA this week, definitely, so- um... What, Eminem? Yeah. yeah, Eminem made me cut it. Yeah. It's interesting who doesn't make you cut it and who makes Metallica's you cut come it. Full circle. Maybe they got enough money from the Napster lawsuit. They're like, fuck it. We'll just let everybody take it. Now. It was surpri- I thought that one was going to, I was just going to get hit right away. Yeah. All right, Metallica. Take my hand. I don't know. That was completely irrelevant. I don't, you know, but whatever. Uh, now you got me like, my brother-in-law is a huge Metallica fan. He's like a Metallica super fan. And so we listen to, to Metallica quite a bit uh, when he's got control of, of the, the aux cord, if you will. Um, it's a shame they did that stuff to Napster. They're a good band. I like their music. It reminds me of my childhood driving with my dad. And he was in his mid-20s and he's like playing the drums on, on the car dashboard. Just a shame that Lars and crew got all... Uh, litigious with with the napster stuff but it seems like they're not doing it on youtube so let's just keep the metallica rolling i'm uh, very spe- surprised speaking of bitcoin is money for enemies uh alex gladstein god 
uh, 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 like, um, stop. Alex Gladstein wrote his bi-weekly piece for Bitcoin Magazine, Cuba's Bitcoin Revolution. Not going to lie, I haven't read it yet. It was posted 23 hours ago, but I saw him commenting on it on Twitter. And he said an interesting thing. One thing I learned through the process of writing this particular piece and interacting with the Cuban Bitcoin community is that there's a lot of... What, what is the regime? It's, it's not... Um, God damn it. Um, it's not Castro still, whoever it is. Who, they're, they're, a lot of Cuban Bitcoiners are still supportive of the communist regime in the country which was interesting but they're also bitcoiners yes again bitcoin's for enemies like i don't think we're communist we would agree with uh, a communist government however we're bitcoiners and there's communist cubans who are bitcoiners too and bitcoin doesn't know that communism exists it doesn't know that we exist it doesn't know that there's blue versus red it doesn't know that Joe Biden's president doesn't know that Joe Rogan has the biggest podcast in the world. It just knows what is allowed to be sent. Does he still? Who? I don't know. I think he might. What a man. Uh, since he went to Spotify, who knows? I haven't listened since he went to Spotify. I've been listening to some of Rogan stuff recently. Um, actually listened to the Quentin Tarantino episode today. There's a lot of Harvey Weinstein talk in that episode. It was uncomfortable. Anything you want to add to the? Well, no, I haven't read it yet either. I just blindly retweeted and added to the list. Okay, boss, boss. But I, I love everything he puts out, and it, I, I, I read the thread. The thread was great. Yes, yes, it was. That's what I read as well. Um, um, um not going to focus on it. Not going to focus on it. If you are interested in getting better at lightning liquidity management, Jameson Lop, excuse me, prolific Bitcoiner on his cypherpunk cogitations cogitations blog blog.lop.net has a lightning liquidity management guide lessons learned from running a routing node on the lightning network so he's basically passing along the knowledge that he's accrued as he's been maintaining his own lightning nodes and if you guys are interested in maintaining your own nodes and learning how to get better at liquidity management potentially getting as much fees as possible jameson has a nice little guide out there for you guys uh, anything you want to add to that no it was a really good write-up yeah it really was just don't like there's a lot of people that are just overselling like you being able to make like a, a profit running a lightning node you got to put a lot of money in just like do it for yourself and do it for ideological reasons and don't uh don't if, if you end up making a profit so be it good for you but don't don't go in expecting to make a sizable amount of money off of it yes at least at least not yet maybe you'll get better in the future but right now it's yeah not. especially with the fucking mempool is empty you can like send a transaction for like 200 stats Ooh, cops decided not to come after me they had that that three that three second siren said nah not today the prosecutor called them off called her boy off. Except we're still we're still trying to build a bigger case. He's spreading too much freedom. He's gonna spread a, a bit more. We think we'll be able to to nail him down because he's he likes freedom too much, and we don't like freedom too much here in America anymore. We like financial surveillance, central bank digital cuck bucks, infrastructure bills, spending. Ah, oh, another thing. Ah, oh, beautifully poetic. 
energy obviously been a topic on this podcast great america mining podcast as well joe biden going hand and foot to opec please please says please drill more oil so we can buy it from you two years after shutting down the keystone pipeline shutting down indian point that wasn't biden that was cuomo but in setting up for a three and a half billion or excuse me trillion dollar green new deal bill that will move yeah, so this is the bill that comes after the infrastructure bill right yes so you get one and a half trill are they calling it the save america bill yes yeah, save america i'm gonna save it this is what i'm saying you can't negotiate with these people there's not there's just you just gotta you gotta stack you gotta hold it yourself you gotta learn privacy best practices you have to use your own node they're getting so lazy though infrastructure bill omnibus infrastructure bill save america bill who would have always done the patriot act who wouldn't want to vote for that huh american care act you don't care for americans you're not a patriot you don't want to save america you fucking kidding me psychos is right they're psychotic they're psychotic and they're mostly corrupt psychotic and insane so insane is doing something expecting different results they're moving us off reliable Fossils. You gotta follow, follow the incentives. Just follow the incentives. They they they're just they want to make a shit ton of money, and they're successful at making a shit ton of money. Look at Yellen. Yellen brought in seven million dollars worth of speaking fees over hey, the last year. Barack Obama was a lawyer in South Chicago, and then he got to the White House. He went to the Senate, and he went to the White House, and now he owns like a fifty million dollar house in Martha Vineyard. That's twelve million. Twelve million, whatever. Not that, that matters. I don't think it matters <laughs> sure. that much. Still uh, eight figures. I'm using that to justify my Citadel. <laughs> but it's Nancy Pelosi. It's her husband. Her husband's the moneymaker. He's making all these smart trades that just seem to correlate with laws to get past that <laughs> Nancy science. It's not luck. It's skill. It's skill. These people take these low-paying jobs. They get into very high positions in the federal government and they, they leave the federal government after only making 200 grand a year and they're deca millionaires it's crazy it's just a coincidence just a coincidence they just hey their partners are just the very good stock the most fucked up part about yellen's speaking fees is they were mostly through zoom oh she didn't even have to put on pants what is she telling citibank like what is she telling jp morgan what do you think they she... just have her sit there on mute for like an hour on zoom just muted why is she like well ah. yeah so it does look like inflation may run hot it will be transitory though i don't agree with everything pal's doing as an ex-fed chairwoman i think this and that there's nothing valuable that could come out of nothing worth millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars that could come out of a 45 minute conversation with jenny ellen it's a tax like right off for the banks it's literally they get a tax write-off as they're paying her yeah you're, you're, fucking, you're allowed to, you're allowed to bribe yeah, you bribe them tax write-off that just that just blew that just hit my mind they get a tax write-off for that and they're fucking bribing her but meanwhile they want to you know like track track your ten dollar venmo transaction because oh there's too much tax fraud in venmo because you said i'm buying a cuban sandwich she's like oh nope <laughs> you're you're funny it's insanity it. Yeah. You can't comply with this shit. It's ridiculous. It's a two-tiered system. It's like so, like, Janet Yellen made $22 million in speeches last year, whatever the fucking number is. I it's thought high. it was seven. 
seven, whatever it is. It's high. It's <laughs> the second time you multiplied by four though. Yeah. I'm noticing a trend. Honey, honey, give me 45 minutes. I know I don't have pants on. I'm just wearing a, a woman blazer and I got my glasses on, but I'm here to make 700 grand. My 45 minutes is worth 700 grand, not my influence over. Do you think policy. she picks the bribe amount or they pick the bribe amount? Hmm. I think they do. Right. Like, does she quote them? Offer. Does she like give them like, this is my bribe fee or do, does they like, oh, come here for 700K? They probably compete. It's probably like behind the scenes competing because that stuff only gets revealed in retrospect after like a quarterly report that has to get where she probably had to disclose that when she became the treasurer or the well, that's how we know yeah so she made it come to six, six. so we're not that the, corrupt we at yeah. least get the disclosures of the bribes yeah behind the scenes they're they're pro the banks are just like all right we're gonna pay her 500 grand thinking that goldman paid her 400 like blah 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 like they'll treat us better or maybe i don't know i don't know how negotiations go i would guess it's that way though they just blindly try to bribe the hardest. <laughs> it's all fucked, freaks. They don't <laughs> care about you. They don't give a fuck about you. It's like uh, they're just doing never it. Change. Your, they're doing it in your face, and they're fucking laughing at you behind the scenes. Like they're laughing at all of us. I'm part of the you that I'm describing here. Fuck these people. God damn it. That was it. Last topic we have. And I got beef with this topic. Bitcoin 2022, April 6th to the 9th in Miami Beach. Why do you have beef? It's fucking spring break. We're gonna be there, like, be like, we're gonna be there with a. It's during spring break. That's all I'm gonna say. And I don't. I even in college, I shied away from spring break. I went. Yeah, to, but it'll be better temperature than. June. I agree there. I agree there. Weather will be better. Spring break crowd. That's going to be an interesting mixture. Are we going to get? Are we, are we going to be going and, and and shilling Bitcoin to the spring breakers? I'm excited. It's Miami Beach. I am as well. Um, there's going to be a music festival on the last day. So that there's two full days of con there's industry day, then two full days of conference, and then a music festival. And um, I expect a lot of people to, so you can buy the music festival separate, but if you buy the regular conference tickets, you get automatic inclusion to the music festival. And I expect the music festival to be the normie orange pill fest. So like you, yeah, basically exactly what you said. You just orange pill all the spring breakers. They're the zoomers, they're the future. They are the future. We orange pill them. And then we, we talk about the real things the two days before that. All of the Zoomer freaks out there, you know I love you. I'm a big Zoomer advocate. I love you guys. You guys are smart. Shout out to our Bitcoin Zoomers, Ben the Car Man, Ben Kaufman, a lot of Ben Zoomers, Nick Can't Mine, BTC, Isation, Will Clemente. I'm all not our big, fake ID freaks out there. All of our fake ID <laughs> freaks. Let us know if you need need some help. My I had to give my sister, I mean, it probably shouldn't be. Yeah, it's too late now. Already what happened to I had to send my sister like fifty dollars worth of Bitcoin when she was a freshman in college. To get a fake ID that she never got sent to her and she never used. Uh she got she got scammed. She got scammed. Classic. 
the scammers, you know, he made a lot of money off that. Yeah. Angry Marty's gone to orange. You <laughs> always buy your fake IDs in person for cash. This is like a very basic thing. I had, I went to college in Chicago and the, the ID checking in Chicago wasn't very stringent. So I, I had my web dev software engineer major, excuse me, friend who lived uh, a room next to me, excuse me for the burping. And burping. <laughs> he, he made me my fake ID. I had a main fake ID and I made in my dorm room. Never. No. I've never owned one. No. Are we not allowed to talk oh, fake IDs here? I would never, I would never, I would never own a fake ID. Um, I'm not afraid to say it. I had a fake ID. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the other day, like, it's crazy that, like, we've just normalized KYC in bars. Like, what, you just walk in, it's just like, do you have your documentation? Show me your papers. Show me your papers. If you want to get blackout drunk here, I need to see your papers. Interesting. You need to be this many days old. And that was like a, that was a save the children type of argument too. Yes, it was. Save the children. Save the children. Apple's out here to save the kids. It's always the children. Gosh. I'm optimistic though. I'm optimistic. It's, it's getting too crazy. Janet Yellen's getting speaking fees that are tax deductible to persuade Congress to write laws a certain way. She should not be included in that at all. It's getting it freaks. Please go shake your normie family members, friends, whoever it may be. Be like, just wake up, open your eyes, look. It's right here. They do it right in front of you. You can go read what they say. You can go check the amount of money they're getting paid. You can see who they're getting paid from. You can see what they're writing after they get that money. Like it's right there. It's out in the open. I like both feel like between over the last two years, a shit ton of people's eyes have been opened to how corrupt the system is, how ridiculous it all is, how unfair it all is. But at the same time, it is extremely disheartening seeing how many are just still blind to what seems so obvious. And it's, it's extremely frustrating. Um, we, I had an example that I talked about on Twitter today, DEFCON, the so-called, you know, self-described hackers conference, mm -hmm. not only required vaccine passports in Vegas, but they, they outsourced it to a third party company to check them. And it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, that is the most ridiculous fucking thing in the world. You can't go to that conference if you're... A legit option. If you're actually a hacker? Yeah. You... I think hackers, real hackers weren't actually going there to begin with, but. Yeah, it sounds like a complete honeypot. <laughs> it's, it's like a CIA recruitment conference. <laughs> Still, like at least, you know, do the bare minimum. Yeah. It's weird times, weird times, freaks. Uh, I didn't want to bring it up, but like I have to just because I feel. Are you sure? It. Are you sure? I'm sure. They want to divide. They're trying to divide. <laughs> trying to divide. They are, and it's just it's working. It is working. It has been working, and it continues to work. And they're doing it with the vaccinated and the unvaccinated now. I know there's a lot of strong feelings on both sides, myself included. 
like we said many times, I don't care either way. You've been vaccinated, unvaccinated. Do what you want to do. Do not try to force anything on anybody else. And it's getting to the point, particularly here in America and all over the world, a lot of places in the world, that the media is starting to drum it up. Like there was a, an article in Mashable today, like it's okay to be angry at the unvaccinated. They're like, be angry. Yes. It's, they're trying to divide. Like that one was like very obvious though. Yeah. Yeah. There was no nuance on that one. No. Like be angry at this group of people. Blame them for your problems. Like divide. They are the other. Attack that. Like it's so transparently evil and disgusting, but a lot of people fall for it. I mean, I see it in my own family where I'll say my family, there's many heated discussions about Many of us who haven't gotten vaccinated yet versus our family members who are, we're being accused of, of being dangerous. Selfish. Selfish. And it's, it's not fun. It's not, it's like, it's, we should, it should not divide families. It should not divide nations yet. It's being the mainstream media and they're drumming, they're drumming, they're drumming. Listen. This is dangerous for our democracy. This is dangerous for our society. Get the vaccine, get the booster, put your mask on, mask your kid, pull your dick out, walk into the gulag. Like, it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if in six months, Fauci came out and said, you had to walk around with your dick out. Like that's the only way we're gonna do it. I'm glad you commented on that, on that because I, I was gonna ask you. Yeah, that, that's literally the, the droning of what's going on right now in six months, Fauci's But that's what I'm saying. Like all this shit's going on, right? And like, you, who in their right mind expects responsible Bitcoin regulation? <laughs> right? How do you, the emperor wears no clothes freaks. Should we end it on that? You've been here? Yes. Okay, let's end it on that before. For Uncle Marty says something even more uncouth. I love you, freaks. Uh, enjoy your week. Just uh, appreciate the little things. Appreciate your friends and family. And we'll see you uh, next Thursday for another Rabbit Hole Recap. Love you all. Love all y'all. Peace and love, freaks. Thank you.